0: You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth Ministry isn't easy and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome back to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie here today with Daniel. It's nice to be with you today, Daniel. We are going to share our plans for the fall for our programs. But before we get into that, tell me what you're loving, Daniel.
1: Well, we just had, did a really cool min- mission event, which we kind of struggled this summer. What are we going to do for mm-hmm. students? We had to cancel a lot of the programs that we had planned. We usually do this camp go for middle schoolers and high schoolers or the counselors at it. And we go and do a mission project each morning, then something fun in the afternoon. Well, we couldn't do that. Yep. Couldn't do that. Couldn't do that. You know, it was just all this list of like, uh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so we, we have this great mission partner called first fruits farm. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it a little bit on this podcast before, but they are this huge farm that's grown a ton the last few years and they supply food for a lot of food banks and even some of our other mission partners. So kind of a cool, interchange where we actually get to bring the food down to one of our partners in the city after we harvest it Um, and everybody could be socially distant but be together in person be outside Mm -hmm. it's just a great event to bring kind of all ages together at first fruits farm
0: yes and it's something we typically do during that camp go week so I think a lot of our students who look forward to camp go in the summer us for sure just being able to do at least one thing that we would have been doing anyways with camp go was a nice little tradition to keep up with I am loving my family friends. Just, I don't have family here in Maryland near me. and I have to travel to get to them and travel has been more difficult than ever right now. So just having my friends and their families who take me in are so loving to do things with like I talked about bonfires and eating outside and all of that stuff. I'm just really grateful and Feeling really appreciative and loving all those people in my life. So I'm grateful for that right now.
1: Connections more than ever mean a lot right now. Than
0: ever, absolutely. So we are in week three of this series Student Ministry in Multiple Crisis Mode. Like we've said each podcast, the mission doesn't change for our ministry, but methods adapt to the times. We talked last week about the difference between pivoting reactively and innovating proactively. We spent most of the spring just reacting to changes and trying to stay afloat as we ended our programs for the year and school year. But now we are trying to be proactive for the fall. So our checklist for that was that when looking towards the fall, we wanted to hit four things specifically in our planning. One, we wanted a structure where we had an in-person element safely, but allowed for Zoom flexibility. Two, we wanted to have it be sustainable, not just for this year, but possibly opening up opportunities and new ways to do things in the coming years. Three, we wanted to put emphasis on small groups, on relationships. That's always what we've focused on. But right now, more than ever, making these changes and innovations give us an opportunity to put even more emphasis on those small groups and those relationships. And four, part of our vision is to be incarnational. That means in-person and relational. So Zoom is not ideal. So we needed to keep focus on that part of our vision and how we would be able to accomplish that.
1: So with all of those things in mind, here is what we came up with for our solutions for this fall. The first is that our small groups will meet in person. So that's the incarnational aspect. Now, where they meet is changing, We're going to give them the opportunity for most of our groups, um, a little bit younger middle schoolers. We're still going to have them meet just at church, Mm -hmm. but the other small groups can meet in homes or in public places. They can meet in parks as long as the weather allows for that. And we're going to have the church open at specific times where those small groups can meet on our campus, but we're not facilitating the program for them like we have in the past. Mm -hmm. It's going to look a little bit different. Um, we'll explain that in a second and the, when, so that's where, when small groups meet is going to be adaptable. And we like this strategy because we've had a, it's a little tricky having a program that's at a certain time every week to recruit the leaders, to find the right time that works for everybody, Mm -hmm. there is no perfect time. Mm -hmm. No matter how much you move your program around or if you offer it at multiple times, it's always challenging to find enough people and leaders. So this allows for a little bit of that adaptability um, when small groups can meet. So they would choose the time and the day to meet. Now, one of the concerns about this whole thing is the safe environment. So we need to make sure that we have two adults and that we have clearance for all adults. So if it's hosted at one of the small group members' homes, their parents also need to be cleared through our system um, to be able to be in contact with teens Mm -hmm. um, in that ministry. So those are kind of the basis for our small groups meeting in person. That's kind of the first solution that we came up with.
0: Yeah, and like we said, as part of our checklist, we're putting emphasis on those small groups and those relationships, but we don't want to lose that community that we had when we had a program and we were all able to gather together. So our second solution is that during the first week of each new message series, because we work in message series here at Nativity, we would have a live Zoom on Sundays. Small groups would be in person meeting together, but all tuning in live as an entire program so that we can still have that connection to to the larger group and that we are one big program. The energy around these special meetings will kind of remind them of the energy of when we're all able to play games and we're all worshiping together and there's music and lights and all of that exciting stuff. So having those special meetings, not every week, but just to to kick off each new series to keep that energy up and then we can continue with in-person meetings for future planning too as well.
1: Yeah. And one thing that we didn't say in all of that is when these small groups are meeting in person, we're going to have the first week of a new message series, a live Zoom, which is at a particular time on Sunday, Mm -hmm. although we'll record that, I think, as well. But then the rest of the time when they're meeting, we're going to structure it kind of like our adult small group program works, which is there's going to be a video message. um, We're going to record our student band doing some worship, and then we'll have small group questions or activities for Mm -hmm. them. So that's what they're going to be doing on a regular basis in that small group time on those weeks when we don't have a live Zoom. Mm -hmm. We also are really excited about this. So with the emphasis being on the small groups meeting together and that in-person experience, it puts a lot on our small group leaders. And so we want those leaders to really be set up for success because we're not running a bunch of games with all the students here Mm -hmm. in our theater at the church. We don't need to spend a lot of money on that side of it. So we're investing a lot of our budget this year on some success kits for leaders that really set them up for the year. Leaders need supplies to do this Mm -hmm. well. So we're making this investment in uh, things like birthday cards that they can send to all of the teens in their small group. We're going to try to give those birthday cards to them with the teen's address already on there stamped. So all they have to Mm -hmm. do is write a little message and send it. And then they obviously need a list of the teen birthdays and another stamped card that they can send some other time during the year. We wanna give them a schedule that's planned out for the year so that they know all of the weekends that we're gonna be meeting, um, what those special Zoom Sundays are. Mm-hmm. We wanna give them some things that they can give away as prizes and engagement points. So a Starbucks card, a Sweet Frog is is our local Froio place. Yep. <laughs> um, so just get like $5 denomination cards that they can give away, some candy, We have a student ministry handbook that we developed last year that we're going to update and print for them. We have a book that we hand all of our new leaders along with a t-shirt. The book is called Lead Small. It's from one of our favorite organizations, Orange, Um, and it's just a great starter about Mm -hmm. how to do relational ministry well. And then we also have um, this year a kind of 2.0 leader book for um, those leaders when they have been in ministry for a while and want to take that next step so if they've read um, the lead small book we have another one called the art of group talk mm-hmm. for boys and for girls mm-hmm. so we'll hand them those books as well um, a small group roster we're hoping to put like their school and their interests on their photo directory which we'll talk about in a second Um, And then we're going to have staff and we have small group leader coaches that are going to help us to distribute these leader kits. So we're really excited. We think Mm -hmm. it's going to help our leaders to have a great year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it will um, bring the energy up to start the year for a kickoff. You know, usually we do a kickoff really big here at Nativity. We've had blow up jousting and (laughs) ice cream and food and just a big party basically to kick off the year and we can't do that this year. So I think this is a little way to make it special and really kickstart the year, but it also really sets them up for success throughout this year as it's going to look so different. So we are doing something similar for students as well. We're having student success kits that we're going to have the, their small group leader deliver to them in the fall so that they can make that one-on-one personal connection with each student in their small group and that their their kit will have the schedule for the year, same as um, for leaders, just so that they know all these meetings and what weeks we're on and off, what weeks are live and special. Then we, we're, we are developing a weekly devotional booklet for them. So something to kind of guide their prayer throughout the year. And we're also going to have a different guide to prayer with all different types of of Catholic prayer and resources so that they can try some new ways to pray too or learn ways to pray that they haven't before. We'll also have in there a parent guide that we spoke about on the last episode that Emily has been working tirelessly on. So that'll go in their kit for them to see what we're giving their parent and also for them to share with their parent. An age stage guide for parents based on the grade of their student. And then we'll give them some fun candy, a small group roster so that they know who else is in their group. They make a lot of friend requests and that will help them feel a lot more comfortable coming in on that first day of their small group. That they know who is with them in that group. And then a one-page document of why. Why we do this, why we meet in small group, why it's important for them, for their faith, why these connections are important, um, you know, to really buy in to what's going on. Maybe they're being forced there by their parents. Maybe they're coming to our high school program because they want to make their confirmation. If we let them in on why we do this and why we believe it's important and why we care so much about them, they're more likely to open their heart to what's going on and to the small group and to growing in their faith. So that'll be the student success kit.
1: Whew, that's a lot. It's a lot. And we realize that it's a lot. There's a lot of um, shifting and challenges that we have coming up. We realize with those plans that some of the shifts are going to be a bigger responsibility of um our organizing and facilitation for small group leaders, we're really going to have to work and make sure that they have, um, everything that they need to be set up for success, that all Mm -hmm. the groups know where they're meeting, when they're meeting, all of those details each week. Um, we realize that there's a shift from a win in student ministry being weekly attendance at our program to really being about weekly connection Mm -hmm. with our leaders, that, that it's not just about the kids showing up, but continuing to connect with them on a regular basis. There's a lot more on our small group coaches that we need them to really cascade down our plan. We, we refer to our communication kind of the pyramid scheme within <laughs> uh, ministry <laughs> that we're planning stuff and we have to get that information out and make sure that our ministers know what's going on so that they can lead well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's on our small group coaches to help us with um, that communication. And then we're going to allow for more flexibility with timing, with location of these small groups, with the freedom for students and leaders to build those connections um, on their own time, on their own ground, basically, um, in a smaller group setting than when we all gather together in person. So those are all big shifts Mm -hmm. in our ministry right
0: now. Yeah. And along with shifts, like you said, comes challenges. You know, this is, we're just trying this out for the first time. We don't know exactly how it's going to look and work perfectly smooth. I'm sure it won't. Um, But we are trying it and we are moving forward. And we have some challenges that we've already faced or that we know will be challenges. And I'm sure we will come into contact with more as we go through this year. Just step one of organizing everything has been a huge challenge. That's a, it's a lot of moving parts. A lot of groups, a lot of people, a lot of information, a lot of planning and organization. So trying to do all that has been a challenge and a learning process that I'm sure as we continue, we'll find better ways to do it well. But right now, we're just all still figuring that out. Another challenge for us is how to get teens in small groups at the right times and in the right place with the people, with friends that they feel comfortable with or they requested, with leaders. A lot of our teens are moving up. Um, In the program, and we like the leader to stay with the same small group. That's our goal. But planning that with this new format of different times of the day, different days of the week that small groups are meeting is definitely a challenge trying to get that organized and then making sure that we as a staff are aware of who is meeting where and when that two leaders are there for safety protocol and all of those things. So managing all of that just pulling together all of the supplies for the leader success kits, the student success kits, and everything else that we're planning throughout the year. Supplies is just a challenge. And then finding this new weekly routine. I think it's going to be a challenge on every single level of our ministry. As a staff, it's going to be weird for Daniel and I to not have 250 teens running around us on a Sunday afternoon. It's going to be weird for that change in our weekly routine. But then leaders, it's going to be a change for them. It's going to be a change for the students. It's going to be a change for the parents to manage this new way of meeting in time. So it's all challenges that we will face and we will discover more as we move along. But We have tried to identify as many as we can, acknowledge and plan the best we can for these challenges right now.
1: Yeah, it's kind of the um, ready, fire, aim. Yep. (laughs) Rather than ready, aim, fire. (laughs) You just go and you learn as you go.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, we are ending with one bright idea. Daniel, you teased our bright idea a little bit in those leader success kits. So you want to tell them a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, our bright idea for today is to develop a photo directory. So when we have our teens register this year, we're going to follow up with them and ask them to submit a class photo or another picture of themselves. And our database that we use called Ministry Platform allows us to actually print a directory through that. So they need to have a photo in there. Um, But once they do, we can print directories for our leaders. Um, I've also done this outside of that um, Ministry Platform tool. I've just done it using... Microsoft Word and Mm -hmm. Microsoft Excel Mm -hmm. and put photos in. It is a little bit of a a labor of love. It's a little tedious, but it's so worth it. It's so helpful for leaders if you can pull that together, Um, especially with virtual ministry these days. Mm -hmm. Everyone's favorite word is their name. Mm -hmm. And if you can put that name with a face for your leaders, so helpful. Leaders and students in that directory um, to help them be able to recognize who's in your ministry
0: absolutely great, bright idea. Well, thank you all for joining us today on Uprising. We love you guys. Join us next time when we discuss recruiting ministers in this uncertain and strange season.